I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, I'm I'm with you 100%. Like, the only the only time I'm on Facebook is like, oh, right. Okay, Stories so for nerds. Old the, at least 10 years to be on Facebook. So, just saying. Well, no, my niece is on there, and I'm kind of weirded out that she's actually on Facebook. Yeah, I didn't think anyone under 50 was on Facebook anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no. I'm like, under I'm under, I'm under 50. I'm under 50. Yeah, you're not on Facebook, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, Point made. Thank you for the live illustration. Welcome to the Stories for Nerds podcast. episode here are your hosts for sfn hello everyone and welcome to another great episode 8.17 of story for nerds podcast i apologize for missing last week's or the last ones it was a great one if you missed it go and check it out this show is featuring a group of sci-fi and fantasy authors who not only love to discuss the latest adventures in books tv film video games anime and all other forms of nerd entertainment but they also read and collaborate stories as well I have the immense pleasure of being here with Abby Goldsmith. Hello. Mr. Scott Parkin. Howdy. And Mr. Raphael M. Jordan. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Um, Eric, you're gone the last couple of episodes. I know, I don't I don't contribute much to this. Didn't anymore. you notice? Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, wow. It's, <laughs> it's okay, you know, you know. I I figure a monkey can do my part. Oh well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check back on those recordings. Wow, <laughs> Rob's like, really? Where have you been? Really? Yeah, you've been really? gone. You were on I here. Just didn't I didn't notice. Oh, okay, okay. But, you know, I've also been ghosted by Raph a lot recently. I've been Did sending him messages about about stuff and haven't got a single response. Wow, <laughs> throwing all my shade and business out there and then playing the internet. So, so you know, not being on, the, not being recognized, being on here. Yeah, I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> as long as you're used to it, that's all that matters. As long as you understand it, I appreciate it. I'm sorry, who are you talking to, Raf? Wait, I don't even know who this guy is. How, how did you even get? How did you get on this channel, dude? <laughs> I, uh, I do. Well, I mean, I we've got the uh, Power Rangers color scheme working here, right? We got Power Ranger <laughs> blue up top, Power Ranger pink over here, Power Ranger white down there. <laughs> Well, this oh, yeah. is Power Ranger pastel uh, flowers too. over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's also a Spider-Man shirt too. Oh, well, my wife said it's criminal that I do not have a, a Spider-Man golf shirt, so she bought me this. Oh, it's a Spider-Man golf shirt. Yeah, that's what's called. Right. You know, all that. You have a Spider-Man everything else. You might as well have a golf shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue or question it. Her priorities are are good. I yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. She knows me well. well. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm sorry for her. Good for you, I guess. Don't you know what? You know what? It compromises because I get her baby Grogu everything. So, so it compromises. Oh God, me. you're part of the problem. Did you? Oh uh, y'all, do y'all remember like the background that when I was like uh, staying at their place and all of the? So funny story. 
sorry, folks. We're we're gonna get the show started. I promise. <laughs> any minute now, we're gonna start. Yeah, 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 amen, but funny story. So my coworker, she saw all the Grogu's in the background of, like, since I was like working remotely, and she thought that they were mine. So she felt so proud of herself because when the Christmas time showed up, well, she was getting gifts for everyone. And so I was playing on, uh, talking about moving and stuff at the time. And she was like, oh, okay, well, what are, you're moving back home and everything, right? I was like, yeah, and I can finally be rid of all these Grogu's finally. And she was like, wait, what do you mean? I was like, oh, yeah, th- this is the, my, my, my friend's wife. These are all hers. And she was like, oh, no. Where, literally, she straight up said, oh, no. And I was like, what did you do? And then she was like, oh, um, um, I, I, need to, I need to cancel your Christmas gift. <laughs> I think to help paint the picture, my wife has, I think we counted 62 items of Grogu in the house. So it is like and between dolls, stuffed animals, figurines, uh, stickers. It. So there are there there's any I probably when Raph was showing it, there's probably about twenty different Grogu things in his background screen when he was doing it. Shoot, you're being generous. I was gonna say like half of those Grogu's are probably in the in my background. Sounds like my collection of of Asian dragons. I display 140. I own substantially more than that. <laughs> Touche, touche, fair enough. But folks, yeah, um, um, yeah. So, so by the way, this is a podcast where we we talk about nerdy stuff. So, yeah, thank you for for hanging around here this long. But (laughs) Goku is pretty nerdy. You got to admit that Goku is pretty nerdy, though. So he fits in the conversation. Speaking of conversation, this is going to be one of our nerdy chat episodes where we just talk up a whole bunch of nerdy shopping um all the nerdy stuff that we've been up to since our last meetup of course we always like to do some updates with the authors on the panel see what they've been up to on the right in front of things so starting with you miss abby and scott you're already shaking (laughs) covering your face so maybe we should just focus on abby abby you got a book coming out how's that coming along (laughs) well 14 days till the launch so, two weeks wow yeah i'm i'm like you know it's it's um it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> let's just put it that way <laughs> so are you doing this entirely online or are you going to do an actual book tour and live, live, live yeah, signings question. and things like that yeah you're gonna go on the, like any conventions or bookstores or anything i wish i really do i'm i'm not a big enough author i'm not famous enough i don't have a publicist <laughs> Blah blah blah. Uh, um, market to get famous unless you go make yourself famous seriously, um, and you'll get you know you'll visit nineteen cities and give out twenty two signatures, seventeen of which to people you know by name. Yeah, well, I'm having trouble just getting you know two or three weeks off work every year, so but you got to do it. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah. I um, mean, Dragon Con. Yeah. I know I know Raph sold books there. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, I, I uh, when I was publishing uh, the Project series, I went to local bookstores. I even went to Barnes & Noble, and uh, they had a thing for uh, local authors where uh, you could get a table and, and, and booth and talk to people and stuff. And I so, yeah. I'm hit uh, you up for advice on that. I figured I'll, I'll try to do it with some of the more, um, the books down the road. It's a six-book series. So yeah. when I have, like, more than one book to sell, I think I might 
do a little bit better at some of those. But and, and if your publisher doesn't have a booth or a setup or anything like that at a con, that makes it a little harder, right? Because if you're yeah. you know, publishing with Wordfire, for example, Kevin has an enormous booth that he takes on the road everywhere. So yeah. yeah. But but there but I mean that being said, there's there's still ways to to get your name out there without having to be at the mercy of like weighing on somewhere else. So I got my own tablecloth. I made a made a banner and stuff if uh, for just because I knew it was like well, um, no one else is going to do it for me, so I'm going to have to do it myself. And yeah, and, I spent and I, I four say, hours. Sorry, no, go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead. Like I say I spent four hours at a booth at the Orem Farmers Market signing books a week ago. <laughs> I signed three copies. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I want to say, I think I've seen it in Barnes Nobles. They actually have a book section for like, that says local authors, like, you know, authors for the area, like for every bowling. Like so I've walked into the one over the forum we have here. And I know mm-hmm. they, there's a section there that says local authors where you can go in there. And there's authors like that are in the Georgia area that they have. Yeah, the seriously. And, and f- hit a couple of your local bookstores, both franchise stores and independents. Yes. And tell them, look, I'm a local author. I've got Opecunman out. Can I do an event? And they'll give you an evening to to do a thing and you yeah. can do a stand-up presentation if you want or just... Books. Generally, like, the response from me has always been, oh, you're an actual author? They they always, like, get so excited. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, get you in touch with our manager. We'll work something out in the... Or the at the very least, I could say is like, oh, well, no, not this time. But I'm um, see again, even awesome saying that at a bookstore. I mean, that's the target demographic, and they want to they want to give people an incentive to come in. And just like at uh, well, Eric mentioned Dragon Con, for example, that's prime real estate. That's like the target demographic. So people are always excited to see actual authors and, and and get autographs from them and stuff and and just talk about the craft or talk about the story. And even the big national chains love to get a local author in because you're the manager of your local store is an enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And and they love having an excuse to run a unique event, get their own name out there, and they'll work pretty hard with you if you'll if you'll give them a heads up and uh Absolutely propose date and time uh, i hope you're right i i feel like that's that that doesn't seem to be the case where i am but maybe it maybe i'm wrong so yeah i should look into yeah. it a little more yeah well, yeah you know, maybe you just need to come visit georgia and tennessee you know hang right. out here for yeah. a couple of days <laughs> could be the case yeah <laughs> just i want to recommend oh man i was about to say something stupid i was about to say i want to recommend it right now because it's summer i'm talking to a girl who's in freaking texas right now where the <laughs> temperature is somewhere oh, yeah yeah I, I saw your facebook post of, about like the temperatures and you got excited because one day in the week is like not gonna be triple digits i was like oh my god that's <laughs> That's legit right there. I can't mess around with that. I can I can't I can't complain about it. Yesterday this. it was below hundred. Yeah. See? So, yeah. It has not been over a hundred this entire month. And so yeah, I'm not gonna gripe. The heat index has def- has been over a hundred, but at the end of the day, there's heat index and then there's actual hundred. So yeah. 
Anyway, this this is just normal in Texas, guys. This is not unusual. And I am so sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> God bless you. That's all I can say. Right. We usually for us, the only question is whether it'll be above or below fifteen days above hundred degrees. Cause we always get at least thirteen hundred plus days. It's just the nature of August, right? Mm-hmm. haven't had a one yet. Yeah. I right mean, now, all 72 degrees. I was going to say all Over things cast. considered aug- this August in Tennessee really wasn't that hot. I mean, it, it, it finally got the memo a couple of days ago. I was like, wait a minute. It's supposed to be the hottest time of the year. But, but beyond that, I mean, I was out on my patio. I was walking in the afternoon because it was like in the, mid 70s look very low 80s and stuff i mean it, it, it was fantastic and so um, i'm getting my roof replaced and i have had to cancel it three times because of rain wow in central wow. utah in august wow okay that that i'm not kidding taken. we usually measure rainfall in august by the rain drop not the rain storm um and we've had like nine days of rain already this month just insane that's wow (laughs) my lawn is like foot and a half high because it's never dry long enough to go run a lawnmower i was supposed to say wait is your grass actually green now (laughs) you've been to my parents place I, yeah. uh, today, today, because it's been like high 90s here in Georgia, I parked mm-hmm. over there. The walk from that side area to the front thing, my pants got on fire. Like I was like, okay, there's, it's starting to get really hot right now. Well, first off, you're not supposed to be wearing pants in Georgia in pants August. On fire. Well, I have to wear pants because I, because I go straight from work to my parents' place. I'm required to wear a work uniform. Oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. No. no. Oh, no. Yeah, I have to go into the office. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to fade back again. You know, I'm not here. <laughs> so I was deconstructing a desk in my driveway. I do that. I, I get old furniture and sometimes I rebuild it. Sometimes I just break it down and use the wood for other things. I've been trying to lose a little bit of weight. And I'm out there, and I hit the side of this desk to knock a panel off of it, and my pants just go, boom, down around my ankles. I loved it. <laughs> Problem was, I was standing in my driveway in the middle, you know, in front of an elementary school. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. My pants down around my ankles. It looked terrible, but wow. it was weirdly gratifying to just, boom, whoosh. You're like, yeah, 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 I'm losing weight. Wait a minute. This Wait is not the, <laughs> this may not be the proper time to have this. Not the way I wanted to do that. To, to have this timing either, but different because it was like right at noon. So oh, all the no. moms were there dropping. Oh off my god. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> so uh, if Disclaimer, folks, if we don't see Scott on the podcast for the next couple of episodes, we know what happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. Send bail money. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, uh, just signed up. We have a GoFundMe account in the making. 
Oh gosh. Well, um, so well, I, I, we we can keep this short so if we want to, but I guess uh, given your your son like look away from the camera. Uh, okay, so yeah, no writing. Gotcha. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh? I uh? did have an idea, however, and I can talk about it later. But interestingly, a friend of mine who's German mentioned the German word for artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Which is not AI; it's KI. But the word, the German word, is just ever so slightly different than the English word, and that slight difference from language to language triggered some thoughts. Keeping in mind that the story by nerds is AI, so <laughs> ideas, ideas. I like it. I love it. I can't wait to see more of it. <laughs> Okay, but so, uh, but but I won't. We won't talk about it on on like live right now. But uh, we 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 can chat about it after the recording. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in my case, um, yeah, I I didn't do any writing either. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Disappointed. So th- thank you, thank you, Abby, once again for being our writing hero on the. On I didn't this. do any writing. It's, Abby it's didn't write, the- but at least you have written. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, I've been that, working, that's true. working on the book promo, but guys, I tell you, when I go for this long without writing, I get depressed. I hate going oh. this long. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you get you get the jitters, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. yeah. I feel frustrated, and I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? You know. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'm going to get back to writing. Hopefully, in September. I, I was going to wait until the end of September because I, was, I really mm-hmm. wanted to focus on on the book promo, but I think I might mm-hmm. not be able to hold out that long. Mm-hmm. That's just too long. The yeah. the creative juices they 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 can only be contained for so long. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but how about we get into some uh, nerdy news where we offer some sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates in nerd culture. A uh, couple of things we got going out this week. Um, first book, well, actually, the book recommendation that we have is that. Damn it! I'm clicking on the wrong one again. Holy crap! <laughs> Sorry, clicked on the first one. We uh, we got uh, Nightmare Arcanist from the Fred Chronicles book series, um, and this is from author Shanby. Oh, excuse me, Shami Stovall, and this is Magic sailing a murderer among heroes so where is the premise of it where is the premise of it i had it here give me one second guys uh i see it right. nightmare arcanus yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Th- okay thank you thank you nightmare arcanus by shammy stovall was rollicking good fun perfect for those who enjoy the codex alera series the Thomas Willis series and the Harry Potter series. Stovall is quickly becoming a name I love for, so says the Seattle Book Review. Now, grave digger Volk Savon wants nothing more than to be like his hero, the legendary magical swashbuckler Gregory Ruma. First, Volk needs to become an arcanist, someone capable of wielding magic, which requires bonding with a mythical creature. He'll take anything. Pegasus, a griffin, a revenant's hydra, maybe even a leviathan like Ruma. So when Volk stumbles across a nightmare, a creature made of shadow and terror, he has no reservations. 
But the resulting bond leads Volk down a path he never expected. One where he might have to fight against his hero to save everything he loves. Once again, this is the first book in the Frith Chronicles and Nightmare Arcanus. And this is from Chevy Soul, available on Amazon. Okay, and some other nerdy news for the gamers uh, between now and our next episode. Uh, for the neck, for the mech gamers out there, to be more uh, specific, we have Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon available on all major platforms, that being PC, uh, the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and I think it's even on, uh, is it on GamePad? I mean, on the Nintendo? PS5, Xbox One, PC, PS4, Xbox, X, Series. and S, that's all a list. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 so, 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 no, no switch, sorry guys. <laughs> but this is based on the knowledge gained during a joint development of their recent titles, Bandai, Namco Entertainment, and from software seek to deliver a new action game. Armor Core 6 Fires of Rubicon combines from software's long-standing expertise in mech games with their signature action gameplay to bring a brand new high-octane experience to this series. Okay, so the story is a mysterious new substance was discovered on the remote planet Rubicon 3. As an energy source, this substance was expected to dramatically advance humanity's technical, excuse me, technological and communication capabilities. Instead, it caused a catastrophic, a catastrophe that submerged the planet and surrounding stars in flames and storms, forming a burning star system. Almost half a century later, the same substance has resurfaced on Rubicon 3, a planet now contaminated and sealed off as a result of the catastrophe. Extraterrestrial, uh, eh, extraterrestrial corporations and resistant groups fight for control of this substance. The player infiltrates Rubicon as an independent mercenary and finds themselves in a struggle over the substance with the corporations and other factions. So once again, this is Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon from, from Software. And this is going to be available August 25th on the Sony PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. And in other nerdy news, between now and our next episode, Bethesda fans rejoice because Starfield will be available from, uh, uh, from Bethesda. Goodness gracious, all these cookies. As I open up the website. <laughs> so uh, Starfield is the first new universe in over 25 years from Bethesda Game Studios. The award-winning creators of The Elder Scrolls 6, Skyrim, and Fallout 4. In this next generation role-playing game set amongst the stars, create any player you want and explore with unparalleled freedom as you embark on an epic journey to answer humanity's greatest mystery once again this is starfield and this is available exclusively on pc and xbox um it'll be available on 
September 6th. But whatever the case, folks, if you want to stay up to date with sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations, along with updates in nerd culture, be sure to check out the StoryStoryHearts.com website, along with our social media outlets, that being X, such a stupid title, and our Facebook group. So to that point, folks, we have arrived to our nerdy chat segment of the episode where we just talk nerd shop. So starting off with you, Miss Goldsmith, what have you been up to on the nerdy front of things since our last meetup? Well, I wish I could say a lot, but um, let's see. We saw the Barbie movie. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, very pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. That's the vibe I, that I, I thought. I thought it was fun. It was, I thought it was a fun movie. It was fun. It had some good one-liners, and, and it was kind of it was it was it was entertaining. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, but hey, you know, Abby, it, yeah, it's a that? Barbie movie. That's it's true. Barbie movie. That's kind <laughs> of <a point. laughs> what does it mean? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted just some fun entertainment. Not I want, like we our choices for that are Oppenheimer, right? So like. You know, I wasn't really in the mood for Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, you gotta anyway, be in the mood for that one, don't you? You gotta be in the mood for Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So it was cute, and uh, I just don't watch movies very much anymore for reasons. So that's that's about what it, you would expect. Um, and I'm reading. I'm I'm listening to Dungeon Crawler Carl which yes. is a book series which has been doing very, very well after being serialized on Railroad, which is the platform I used. And that guy is really just taken off everywhere. So my book club nice. actually voted to read this one. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was like, well, I was going to read it anyway, so awesome. Huh. It's, it's like, well, two steps ahead of y'all. Okay. That's right. <laughs> um, well, no, I just well, I always have a really long list of, of things to read, like mm-hmm. about 100 a list of like a hundred books. So it was in my list. I would have gotten to it eventually, yes. but probably not this month. Um, okay. But anyways, yeah. So since they're all reading it, I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that is my life. <laughs> and then you're enjoying it so far. I am. I am. Um, I'm not sure it's something I'd read about, but give me maybe a few more days to listen to it. Okay. Uh, which? Uh, how many books in are you? Just one. I'm. I'm still in the first book. Oh, just the first one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well. When, once you're done with it, uh, you'll definitely have to let us know what your what your two sits are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, how about you, Mister Parkin? Um, I end up watching a bunch of old uh, MCU movies for reasons that I can't quite explain. Um, you know, the crazy thing is you said old MCU movies. I was like, wait, they're not that old. But yeah, they're movies that are over 10 years old. So yeah. yeah. And I watched several of them, yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, Iron Man 2, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, they were what they were. I just was having a weird nostalgia kick. And then... Sure. Um, I watched the first 10 episodes of a older 2009 anime called uh, Cashern Sins. 
um, yep. which looked like it was going to be really interesting, but turned out to be existential philosophy for beginners. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, it is what it is. It just wasn't what I was hoping it would be. Um, okay. It was first level, fairly, you know, a lot of hand wringing and, oh, why am I alive sort of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Sounds if like you're 15, this crisis. feels deep and relevant. If you're 17 and a half or older, not so much. Oh, okay. Um, to me, I, keeping in mind, I've watched an awful lot of these things. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally uh, get it. I have a, totally. a high jaded factor on um, explorations of existence. Right. And if, if you're going to have, if you're going to have that, uh, Type of storyline you you need to make something unique about it, you know. And it's it's intriguing because one of the things that happens, right? I was chatting with a, a friend of mine recently about, um, you know, some of the cultural differences, right? When you watch anime, you can't help but realize that there are a lot of things that are yes. obviously different, but a yeah. lot of things that are subtly different. Mm-hmm. And those nuances and flavors are what make a story seem somehow fresh and interesting, even though you've been there and done that. There's something in the way it's presented. It's why I like to watch uh, Korean dramas and um, Eastern European horror. It's just they add something slightly different to the mix. And that yeah. makes old interesting again. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. sure. That's kind of how I felt about some of that. Um, and Catherine Sins is quite lovely, and it's a you know it's it's a thing, it's a retro style, um, intentionally so. So there's a certain nostalgia market for it, and I'm not the audience for that particular flavor of nostalgia. So for what it's worth, mm-hmm. that's about then, it. Okay, I've been playing a lot of Persona then- Five uh, Royale. Of course um, you are. <laughs> just, just got up to the uh, first false ending where uh, MC Kun has his um, moment, first moment, uh, disappears from public view for a while. Before you enter the royal storyline. Before you get to the royal storyline, right? Yeah. Because we're in that gap, right? The where you finish out the traditional storyline before you then launch into the royal storyline. So we still got Shido to do, um, but we just finished uh, um, Nijima San. Gotcha. Oh, okay. 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 Sign Nijima. Yeah. The, the yeah. Anyway. Uh, what about you, Mister Eric? Okay, uh, I got a couple of things. Uh, let's see. So I've been watching an anime uh, called The Great Cleric, which um, I've really been enjoying. So it's it's another, you know, Iske Avenger one where this guy dies and gets reborn and he sees a dragon and goes, man, monsters are scary. I kind of want to do support. So he chooses to be a healer. And he, find, he goes to this town and finds out that basically the healers run a kind of mafia style clinic where they basically say that like hey if you want to live you need to pay us like a boatload of money if you can't pay us we're going to sell you to slavery so it's basically how much is your life worth and this guy's like i 
don't really agree with this. Um, so he basically becomes like a healer and ends up joining the Adventurers Guild. And they're like, holy crap, a healer who's not charging like an arm and a leg to heal people. Um, and so, so it's really enjoyable because I kind of like the backdrop of the idea that these healers have set up this monopoly and he's kind of the only one who's against how they're doing it. And of course, this has caused, you know, some problems where the where they, they almost treat it like, you know, a mafia boss where he's like, well, I need to get rid of this guy. He's cutting into my business. I make most of my money by selling people into slavery. And he's cutting. I can't do that because they're all going to him to get healed. That's so, fun. I like those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. So, yeah. so like I said, so it's very interesting like that. Um, then um, I'm watching one. I'm watching one called uh, MASH, which I think I mentioned before, but is hilarious. Did you say it, MASH? Yes. Oh, sorry, Mash Mashal. Uh, oh, it's okay. ma- ma- it's supposed to be magic muscle, which is so basically in this world, if you cannot contribute to the world, you are basically either sold to slavery or executed. And I will say this is a this is a comedy because um, the main character he okay. basically has he he basically has no magic ability, but his father basically basically makes him work out every single day, so he becomes so strong he can punch spells away and tricks people thinking that his magic is muscle magic. So, so he's, so he, and he's, and I will say this, he's obsessed with cream puffs that even the ending song is about cream puffs. Um, Sounds very anime. It is. It's, it's, it's very, it's also very much a ripoff of Harry Potter because they have like a a sport. It's almost exactly like Quidditch. I'm really surprised J.K. Rowling has not sued them for how many Harry Potter-ish references they make um, in there. But it is just honestly really funny because like he'll, like, one of the guys basically goes, I challenge you to a fight. I, I get to hit you with 10 spells, and then you get to hit me with 10 spells. Whoever goes down first, you know, has to be, like, expelled. He goes, it's like, okay. So the guy just starts hitting him, and he's like, all right, is it my turn now? And he's like, I just hit my stronger spell. How are you standing? And he just goes, flick. And the guy gets launched back and, you know, is injured. He's like, it's like, oh, my God, I can't take another hit like that. So it's, like I said, it's just really funny that, that how they kind of built this character to be a super strong character who has no magic ability but tricks everyone. Because he'll go like tricep magic, ultimate punch, you know. So it's it's pretty funny. I haven't heard of this. Is this a new anime? Or has yes, it been out? yeah. It it, it yeah. looks like it's an older style, but it is new. Okay, um, I've heard of it. It, it. Yeah, it's on Funimation. It's on Crunchyroll. Uh, on Crunchyroll, uh, I've been watching the English dub. So it's one of those I would say throw out like Scott throw throw out an English dub, put it in the background. Because um, just even doing that, it's it's funny to listen to. Um, is it done? Uh, the as far as I know, the first season is. But if you're talking about is the series done? Oh, okay. The light novel is still going on, but the the first season I believe is done. Okay. Um, oh, I can check yeah. it out then. Yeah, and then um, I've been watching. Uh, what the seventh blade will uh, the uh, reign of the seven spell blades. Um, this one I kind of find interesting. It's another magical based one where these students basically go to a school to train to learn magic. And they, as they say, there is a point, they all use like bladed magic, or they use blade, they have blades. And they say there are seven instant kill magic, or there's six instant kill magic attacks, basically, where no one will tell you who has these skills because they're basically like alter trump cards. If you get, they call it getting to the range of killing, where if you get into this one point, you're dead because the, if the person knows one of those six ultimate kill ones, they do it, and they say it's impossible to make a new one. And the kind of the stories about these these uh, students who go to the school, and the school base says, "Hey, if you die, you die. We don't really care. You're just here to learn, you know, how to use actually how to use your magic." So it's mm-hmm. more of a kind of uh, action adventure one, and um, it, it's interesting. 
Um, it's it, that one's not finished. I don't believe it's still coming out week by week. Um, it's again, first season. Uh, the other anime I've been watching, which I love, and I, I don't know if you watched yet, Scott, is the uh, Roni Kenshin remake that they've released on uh, Crunchyroll. Oh, right. That did come out like a couple of yeah. weeks ago. I will say. Or, I'd say I it's am, been like a month now by this point. Yeah, now. it's been about a month now. They're on episode. They just finished the Jin A arc. Um, uh, I, I will say I am loving it. It, it is because I, I tried going back to rewatch the original Roni Kenshin, and some of the art is a little stale. Yeah. Some of the jokes yeah. are a little stale. Mm-hmm. They've updated it. The art is very smooth. It's apparently a lot closer to the manga. So there's scenes in there I haven't okay. seen before. So, but I, I am fully loving this. It is very good. They've done a really good job with it. They got really good voice actors for it. Um, I know when the English one comes out, they're supposed to get a lot of the original English voice actors to come back uh, to do it as cool. well. Okay. So I've been watching. I've been watching it in Japanese, and like I said, I've been thoroughly enjoying it it's been just a love to see kenshin again and these and, you know smooth animation they've it kind of made the fight scenes more dramatic they've added a little more character development like they go more into um sonosuke Sagara's backstory kind of help establish him a little more what he's doing um and kind of give the villains a little more flesh out like they flesh them out a little more give them a little more information about them mm-hmm. okay yes i don't know if you've seen that yet scott but i highly recommend it because it's you know as you and i both love kenshin it, it's so it's been you can oh yeah Excuse me, sir. I love Kenshi too. I just don't like to. I am standing by my. I am standing by my comment, sir. Excuse me. I'm talking to Kenshin. 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 Sorry, (laughs) Scott. As lovers of Kenshin and the other guy who apparently likes it, um, I I will say that you know it is a very good, almost like a love story to Kenshin because they they do a very good job with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have so far thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and Raph, I think you'll enjoy it a lot too. I know, I know you just like it, whereas you know we love it. I haven't I, actually watched. I any. just don't like to cry. Okay, <laughs> is that so? Is yeah. that so bad? Well, th- this is based on the main story, not not the not the previous OVA ones. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which is why I could probably watch it. <laughs> yes, the live action <laughs> movies. You'll want to skip the the retro yes. movie entirely if you don't want to yes. cry. Don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, really good. But it is. No, it's really good. No, like I said, I, I was oh, very happy to see yeah. these, and they they made me want to go back and rewatch the live action because it's just you know, yeah. both of those are uh, to me both of those are love stories to Kenshin, um, mm. and the anim- the anime so far has done a very good job of doing it. Um, I've really enjoyed it a lot so far. Um, uh, so I just got to highly recommend it. Um, then yeah, I probably watched a few other things, but I'll. I'll if I remember them, I'll, I'll come back next week. Uh, no, actually, sorry, there is one. There is one I did want to mention. Uh, the, oh. I found interesting. It's a it's a slice of life, last magic one. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, it is called um, uh, "To My uh, To uh, To My Happily Marriage," which is um, so. It's supposed to be basically. There's this family that has the ability to like kind of see spirits. They can see spirits. This the oldest daughter is born without the ability to see them. So she is basically cast aside, treated as a kind of Cinderella style servant. And they feel the only way to actually get her to, uh, like to make her worthy of the family is to marry her off. And so she gets married to, um, she's basically proposed, like they're gonna send her off to this uh, guy who's the captain of the like defenses against uh, spirit creatures. Um, 
and he's like so he's really high you know really high standing um it's like it's more of like a drama slice of life so far um it's i know it's 12 episodes long and i think they've only done about six or seven of them they're doing one a week um but it's been entertaining i i will say it's it's more like again if you're more into the slice of life kind of drama based one it's enjoyable in that sense um it's based off of a light novel correct yes based off a light novel um yeah. Um, yeah. So th- those are the main shows I've been watching. That's the, I mean, the light novel thing is huge in anime right now where yes. nearly everything is based on light novel series now rather than manga. So well, it's, yeah, all, I, it's all making its way into the book world too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I, yeah, I've been seeing a lot more light novels in stores and things like that as well. Um, oh, wait, season two. It's probably been announced. Yeah. Cause I mean, Four. it's, it's been, because I, I've heard it's been really popular. So, I mean, like I said, I'm enjoying it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've been playing uh, Boulder's Gate 3, which has mm. you know, been a lot of fun. Um, it's, you know, it, it's gotten really, it's, uh, if, you've, if you've been in any type of news channel, you've probably been seeing articles about Boulder's Gate yeah. 3. Um, it looks, I, oh, I can't it wait. Is, <laughs> yeah, very fun. I believe it, it's either I believe it's September fifth that comes out for PlayStation. September fifth or sixth. Yeah, I was about to say it's either the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, September fifth or sixth out for PlayStation. It's currently out on PC already. Um, but I've I think you might have heard me mention this once or twice about playing it, but I've had it since early access um, alpha stage. Um, so I, I've been playing it, and it, it's now to actually see the final product has been awesome to see that. Um, and it's it's just a lot of fun. It's a very beautiful game. It's it is a very much fun D and D style game to play. Uh, if you know Raph or Patrick ever get into it, I know a couple of my buddies are talking about buying it, and we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a campaign together nice. uh, in it. Yeah, um, yeah. So and just to confirm, yet, it it does come out on the PlayStation Five on the six. On the six, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, other than that, you know, there's a couple of games I'm waiting for, but uh, I've been playing 14 as you know normal, um, which you know. But I've, I finally, I have finally caught up to a majority of the story. Like I've completed almost all of the story, and now it's just doing some side stuff I haven't found yet that I'm now discovering. Did you ever finish sixteen? Yes. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I, like I said before, yes, I did finish sixteen. I love that game. I will say, I don't know why people hate on it so much. I think it is a very pretty game. It has great character development. Um, I I love the combat system. I'm currently replaying it on the hardest difficulty, um, which is called Final oh, Fantasy. Thank you, legit. Okay. <laughs> well, because so as they said, once you beat the game, you unlock the hardest difficulty called Final Fantasy, which includes bonus like material, like you can make the ultimate weapon by playing through it. And there's apparently some bonus conversations you get while playing it. So it, I was just like, why not? I have fun playing this game. So I'm, I'm replaying it now on Final Fantasy, um, and I'm, I'm enjoying it still. It's a lot of fun. Great. Uh, so, yeah, that's another game I highly recommend. If you don't have it, uh, at least, you know, game fly it, rent it, purchase it, you know. Mm-hmm. One of those ones, it's a, a very fun game. You can knock it out probably in a couple of days if you hardcore play it. Um, a couple of weeks, in my case, if you take your time and play it. Right. Okay. Very good. Um, first thing that, well, it's not the first thing I did, but the most recent thing that I did, it, it's not very, uh, sci-fi or fantasy, but 
I did see Oppenheimer. Um, going back to a conversation that Abby had, um, yeah, you definitely got to be in the mood for that. Um, there's a reason why there was a, a, a trend called Barbenheimer, where people would see Oppenheimer and Barbie simultaneously. It's because people are smart. You need to, you need something to clean that palate after watching Oppenheimer. <laughs> It's I a lot, need man. To come down from Oppenheimer. Yeah, I yeah, I need yeah, yeah, yeah. some mindless joy. Yes. So, and I would imagine Bobby is probably that that perfect hit that your that your <laughs> that your body is going to need. Get 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 those get the serotonin fixed back in. <laughs> um. Uh. But it it was. It was good for what it was, um, but it was very depressing. <laughs> I mean, given the subject matter that goes without saying. But can I just ask, were there some nuclear bomb explosions in it, or was it just all talking heads? Yes, there was nuclear. There was the reason I ask is because I saw that it was playing on the IMAX, and I was like, "Why would you put that on the IMAX unless you're going to have?" I was about to say, if you're going to have it in the IMAX, you better make it worthwhile. You better have something that makes your eyes go, "Oh!" I don't think seeing Matt Damon on IMAX. Well, I mean, unless no. you're a big fan of Matt some Damon. people I'm not would consider judge. Matt Damon. Matt <laughs> Damon <laughs> some people might. That's not enough yeah. for me. <laughs> no, not, 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 not so much for me. Not so much for me. But I mean, but the, I mean, the whole premise of Oppenheimer is is about the Manhattan Project, of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mainly uh, the, uh, the the Trinity portion. So uh, that that is I'm testing out the first uh, atomic bomb. So they, so yeah, they do show it, and and he does have some, of course, understandably, he has what might be considered PTSD. So he always sees like flashbacks of the explosion and stuff, given the realization of what he just created. Um, but beyond that, I mean, it's, it's the, the first half of it is really heavily focused on the Manhattan project. And then the second half of it is just the political fallout. Uh, behind it and both portions of it is just miserable <laughs> it's just it's so sad it's That's so sad history, because, yeah i mean it, yeah it's sad because it's real it's sad because it's real yeah well and then also how he was treated by the government afterwards yeah and, and again, that's what the second half was what was was covering and, and stuff and the people involved in that so yeah yeah so um, if you're gonna go see Oppenheimer, get a ticket for Barbie as well to go along with it. I'll just say that. <laughs> I, I I wish I had done that because I, I saw it with my folks and like immediately, like the very first thing I said, like as soon as we walked out of the theater, I was like, "Yeah, now I see why Barbenheimer was the thing." Get a go happy meal both before. Get- and <laughs> <after>. Yes, <laughs> I, I second that. Um, another movie that I saw recently was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. I was telling uh, Eric and Patrick about it. Um, 
of course, it's the story of, about the Ninja Turtles. It's a it's, it's a retelling of their origin story, more or less. But um, it, it unless you've been under a rock, you may have noticed that there have has been a renaissance of sorts for the Ninja Turtles over the past 10, 15 years, and there have been multiple iterations of them. Um, and this one, I really, really like this iteration of them. Um, a lot of, a lot because a lot of the more recent ones, they really play on the fact that like, well, yeah, they're ninjas, but they're teenagers. And and this and this movie really really played on the fact that it's like well yeah yeah I mean they they're they're heroes they have shown all that stuff at the end of the day they're they're kids and they they want the same things that that people and their their age and their situation would want you know they're they they grow up in the sewers and they want to be able to just have a normal life and have normal friends and be able to like walk up, like walk in the streets and everything. Um, so it, it, it was a very, it was a very lighthearted, uh, colorful, like take, take on it, but it was, it was so much fun and it was funny. It was really, really funny. So I've seen some advertisements for that, that looked like it was visually really different. Yes. A lot of people say after seeing it, they get um, into or across the Spider-Verse vibes. And I totally get where they're coming from with that because that art style was something that you don't see a lot. It, it, it's a mixture of it's very style, extremely stylized, a, a really stylized 3D. And, and, there, and that's definitely the case with this. Now, that style, I, I want to... Like why I say I understand why people make that comparison. Don't go in with the expectation that the style is exactly like that. It's their own take, and so they do play on the fact that it's like, oh well, this is New York. It's a little greedier. You know, they they live in the sewers, so it's a little dirty. But it, it's very very stylized. But I I did like I did like the art style. That being said, Scott, I, I, yeah. I did like. Because like I've seen ads that looked like it was like they were they were taking the art seriously, um, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. I mean, I, yes. that visual distinction and a good story mm-hmm. is you know adds a layer of of joy to the presentation. Right? If you want good cinematography in a live action flick, then why in heaven's name would I not want equivalent attention paid to the art style in an animated flick? Good point. Yep. Amen, brother. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So to that end, um, I, 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 I highly recommend it. I know because of like all these other films coming out, it's, it's. I think it's being severely underrated because from what I've seen, like people who have seen it are thoroughly enjoying it, like for certain. So I strongly recommend it. It's, 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 it's fun. It's, it's fun to look at. The, the 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 like you you root you root for all the characters in there. It's yeah, so so definitely check it out. Well, yeah. I mean, this Sunday is supposed to be a National Cinema Day, and a bunch of cinemas are going to be charging four dollars for movies all day long. No kidding. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Um, so I can go see Barbie and see the Ninja Turtles again. Uh, notice. 
that I said that I'm not going to see Oppenheimer. Um, so I mean, I would recommend it. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. Just don't see it again. It's like Schindler's List. That's like you, you only need to see it once. <laughs> I would do Turtles and Blue Beetle. Oh my God! Yes, that's the other one. Um, and I apologize, folks, because I didn't even mention that on the last episode because Blue Beetle did come out between uh, uh, our last episode and this, but it's it's apparently been getting a lot of good reviews, which which took me by surprise. I I it was like one of those sleepers. I was like, oh yeah, Blue Beetle is going to be another. DC I, I but. think people want to prove them wrong because everyone's been saying it's supposed to bomb. Like even DC, like, oh, this is gonna bomb. And people were like, no, the character's fun. If you actually make a fun movie, we'll go see it. And if he doesn't have a questionable actor leading it, we'll go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I thought that I I mean, but for what it's worth, I mean, I just with the way with the what's been Getting shipped out from uh, DC films lately, I just I just assumed it was just going to be another cheap money grab with, without any appreciation or, or or care behind like the story. But apparently that that's that's not the case. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Eric. I'm, I'm I might definitely check that. I might actually check that out this weekend. Get my two two cents on that. Um, but there are there have I've, I've actually been doing some other stuff, uh, some other nerdy stuff. Um, still watching my new adventures with Superman. I I, I know I mentioned that uh, several times ago. I've still really really enjoying that. Eric, have you watched any of that? I am four episodes in on it. Okay, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a lot of fun. I do love <laughs> the the Lois loves Clark and not Superman one. I think that's a very fun dynamic. And I do yes. love the Jimmy. I do love the Jimmy while trying to set them up. Keeps ruining moments where they're set up. I know, right? Worst wingman ever. <laughs> you're, like best, you're a double edged like, sword, Jimmy. Yeah, it's like best and worst. It's like, hey, Clark, I'm gonna set you up, and then it's like, it's like, oh, we're having a moment, and hey, guys, hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Let me help right in the middle of this. <laughs> um, but um, other thing that I um I have been watching. Wait, is Strange New Worlds is the season done or did they just take yes. a no? Strange New oh, okay. is done. All right, so they left them on that big cliffhanger. Woo. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> wow. But I was gonna. Ask, did you watch the Lower Decks episode crossover finally? Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I'll totally call you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was wrong. hilarious. They did such it, a good job with that. It was that and the musical. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, those those people can sing. Like okay. a lot of those people have some very, very great voices. I know um uh what's the uh the the one actress, uh she she's if you actually look her up online, she she's actually accredited at you no know, for being a singer and an actor. So it really wasn't that much of a surprise hearing her sing, but I mean when like other people, Spock, holy crap, when Spock starts singing, I'm like, wait, what? Um, wow. So, oh, uh, actually, uh, the the uh, the uh, what you call it? The the soundtrack to that episode is on Spotify. Oh, yeah. uh, so I uh, so I recommend you check it out. It's a really really fun take. And correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but was this the first Star Trek musical? I my wife, would, my wife would have the better answer to that, but I would say yes. Okay. I do not believe 
like I don't believe an episode has had like them breaking into song. Okay, um, which I is know so that, surprising considering yeah. how long this franchise is and how many iterations they've had of it. Well, I mean, I want to say well, I don't make that face. <laughs> Star Trek used to do so many random things back in the day. Why would they have a musical in the mix? <laughs> I, I believe Raph. I, I think. <laughs> One of the OTS episodes, they visited a culture that sang instead of talking. They, they used mm, okay. So I think that was maybe the closest they had. Um, was that? I'm not. I don't quote me on that. I, I like that. I believe Scott, it, it worked. Okay, trust me. <laughs> they did good, man. They, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Scott, Scott's like, I'm going to do Kenshin. Don't, don't <laughs> He's like, sure, sure, Roth, whatever you say. No yeah, it works. Myself, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tweets roll, man. Tweets roll. Um, the other thing that I got into, which just dropped like yesterday, but I watched the uh, the opening episodes of Ahsoka uh, on Disney Plus. So, um, it's Rebels. It's Rebel season six. Yeah, it, it premiered with with two episodes. Um, Patrick was at. He asked for my two cents on it, and I told him, I "Was like, dude, um, have you watched Clone Wars or Rebels at the least?" I was like, "Not yet." Then I was like, "No, don't watch it. It's yeah, don't if you yeah." Disclaimer: If you have not watched Star Wars Rebels, do not watch Ahsoka because you will not enjoy it. So here's well, part of the might, problem. Is there... there's... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Scott. I was gonna say you might. You're just gonna miss a lot of the references. And a lot then you of the won't. Easter eggs. Yeah. You won't. No, don't. <laughs> See, here's part of the problem. There's getting to be quite a bit in the Star Wars greater uh, franchise where if you haven't yeah. seen this, you can't appreciate that, which is starting to lock people like me out. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I, I there are some like like Andor for example. I mean, like that that's a that's a show that you can watch without much context. As long as you know the basic lore of Star Wars, you know the Empire versus the Rebels, you can do that. But yeah, it, it's getting to the point, uh, especially with with Ahsoka. Like it, it's clear as like no, if if you haven't watched anything else beyond this, then. Well, you you don't you let me let me take a couple steps back. If you've watched, if you haven't watched Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett, where she appeared in those shows briefly, you'll be okay. Uh, that's more of an Easter egg and more of a fun cameo for the fans. But at the end of the day, it's not going to deter your experience from the show but if you haven't watched star wars rebels then you're and the reason why i'm so strong about this eric is just the fact it's like the for us we know these characters that she's talking to and us this show doesn't do anything to give background on these characters why we should care about them why why there's why it seems like these people have known each other for years and why they they're like the other people interacting with other or with each other have such a strong bond they have no mention of that it's literally like you said it's just the 
it's the next season of Star Wars Rebels live, but it's been made live action. Well, I will say that IGN did uh, for people who have not watched Rebels, they they basically said if you don't want to watch Rebels but want to have some of the backstory, they released like a quintessential episodes. Like watch these episodes before watching Ahsoka just to help you get more background on what's going on. So there are places out there like IGN, probably a couple other like Game Informer websites or something that will give you at least an episode list of to watch before watching Ahsoka that can help you kind of- And I was going to say, and Disney Plus for for what it's worth, Disney Plus even has like a, like a list like where it, it has like uh, quintessential Ahsoka episodes to, to watch, like all the way from Clone Wars to- to you know, leading up to here, and I would say it's probably. I mean, I did a quick perusal of it. It looked like it was maybe a dozen episodes, ranging between the Clone Wars of Rebels and and those live action cameos, just so people could have like the the, the core context of it. But so, if you at the very least, I would recommend you watch that. But if you don't. But if if you don't watch anything, then you're not going to enjoy this show because you're 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 not gonna have any appreciation behind the backstory of like the people that they're mentioning, the the, the bond that they have. So for me, I'm like, oh yay, great, let's go. Other people is like, uh, I don't know why I should care about any of this. <laughs> yeah. I honestly forgot that David Tennant was in Rebels. I heard that voice. Wait, that's David Tennant. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my wife goes, "Wait, he was in." It goes, "Wasn't he in Clone Wars and Rebels?" It goes, "Oh right, yep. I forgot about that." Yep, 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 yep. That was very pleasant. I was like, "Oh yeah, right." So, so yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it, but again, this is from someone who has watched Star Wars Rebels, and so, so if you do want to watch it. Watch Star Wars Rebels, or at least, as uh, Eric said, go online, uh, look up uh, some websites that uh, have a list of the quintessential episodes. Or, like I said, I mean, it is on Disney Plus, and Disney Plus even has a list of like episodes that it recommends that you watch be- before going into it. But um, yeah, what else is that? I think that's about it for my end. Gaming front, I'm 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 still on that freaking. Uh, Freaking Fantasy Star Online too. That's that's that that's my that's my guilty pleasure, man. It always gets me. <laughs> Scott 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 has Persona Five. Eric has Final Fantasy Fourteen. I got. <laughs> I got times. See, if I had Persona Three and Four on the PS4 or newer, mm-hmm. I'd just well, work the cycle over and over again. Mm-hmm. If you have Xbox, Game Pass has four on it you can download. Oh, yeah, you can get it on PC. Yeah, that too, yeah. Cause... Yeah, on... yeah, oh, sorry. On... I should have told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Persona 4 is on Steam right now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, when 3 is remastered and re-released, I'm... Well, there's a rumor that they're going to remaster 4 as well. I can't imagine them not. I really cannot. It, 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 because just from what I've heard, I mean, a lot of people argue that Persona 4, like Persona 5 wouldn't be Persona 5 had it not been 
for Persona 4. Right. And some people right, even right. say that it's better than Persona 5. Well, well the thing I, is... I was... Go ahead, Scott. Yeah. I was going to say, no, the no. thing is, is that the jump from 5 to 5 Royale is substantial. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just because of the yeah. extended story, but because of the of the attention paid to the details. Yeah, there's a lot more fun interactivity that's been added to it. Having recently played Five Straight and now playing Five Royale, mm-hmm. I'm that distinction is very clear for me. If wow. they go back and do that with three and four, yeah. Well, I know well, they're supposed I, to be using the five engine on. Yes, on I was about to say like before yeah. we hopped on, fellas. Like uh, I was like watching, and that, that's why I hopped on right at eight thirty, Eric. Uh, but I was watching like they're talking about the remake of Persona Three, and they did mention, like you said, they are using the Persona Five engine, and so they they they, they it, they're it, it's a it started from scratch. It's a pure like remake. It, it's yeah. not like a remaster where they just like put us coat of paint on it like they they changed their interface so uh the interface looks like persona 5 so it's not just the gameplay right if they update the the detail of how they present the story yes i'm there yeah. in a heartbeat oh yeah because i yeah. love the story and if you'll give me that story yeah. and a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. so I, I would say three was because that was i know that was yours and i jumping on point i would say three was a really good jumping on point four was the one that got you hooked onto the series and five is one thing that made you fall in love with the series. I think five is like where it became mainstream. Well, you know, like like said, five, five Royal, I would say, because I lo- like five is a lot of fun, but I love five Royal. That is that yeah. one is just so really good. Yeah. I, I downloaded it and I played it for an hour and then everything else happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this is a really, really long game. I remember the base game being about 150 yeah. hours. So adding a complete uh, an additional semester along with additional content in between that. You can play like, five if you're focused in about 100 hours. Royale, nothing less than 150. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say my second playthrough, my second playthrough, I was able to knock it out in an hour, even though I was, I managed to get more out of my second playthrough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I gotta, I might need to, I might need to take some time off. <laughs> well, I mean, Ralph, the nice thing is if you have the Persona 5 save data, it will let you do a new game plus in Royal. So if you already beat five, you can then just do New Game Plus and Royals. You carry over all the stuff you had. I did, but I did that on the PlayStation 4. And I got Royal on Xbox. What you do is if you get PlayStation 5, you load your 4 on there and it says, oh, you want to upgrade to 5 for free? And then you do that. And so it carries over the data still. Yes, but that's going to require $400 because I need to get back on another console. And for us, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm totally on the market for it because there's freaking Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy XVI, Baldur's Gate. Don't worry. It's going to happen. I was going to say, Raph, don't lie to me. I've seen the news. Xbox Pro, they're saying PlayStation Pro is coming out soon. So do not lie to me. I know you're about to buy it. Oh, yeah. Disclaimer. So we had this conversation because I've been trying to hold out 
uh, on buying a PS5 because there's been this talk. Wait, Scott, shut up. Let me let me explain. So I've been trying to hold out on getting a PS5 because I have this uh, pretty much FOMO. I don't want to buy a PlayStation 5, and then right when I get it, there's like, oh, here's a PlayStation 5 Pro. So now it's getting to the point it's like, well, now they're saying that the PlayStation 5 Pro isn't going to be coming out until like the end of next year. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. By that point, the, the back catalog is just going to be too extensive. So I might as well just get it now. And, well, and Eric has this thing. like, well, as soon as I get a PS5, Sony's going to announce that there's a PS5 Pro. Just 12 minutes me. later, they'll announce it. 12 minutes later. Yeah, when yeah, right. you buy it, 12 minutes later, they'll announce yeah. the upgrade. A Pro, yeah. I've also actually heard they said that the what Xbox Series X. It's and, your fault. It hasn't come out yet. Yes, it's your fault, Raph. Um, but I've Sorry. heard the Xbox Series wow. X and the PlayStation 5 Pro, like all those pros. I've heard them actually say that, that compared to what they have now, it's not going to be a huge jump compared to the last gen. They said right. it's going to be, said it, you said most likely you're not going to notice much of a jump mm-hmm. between them. So, so I mean, yeah, but Raph, it, it, I, I agree, Scott. As soon as you buy it, literally 12 minutes, they're going to say PlayStation 5 Pro official. Yep. And I've seen oh. the ads. People, there's rumors, Raph, so, I, so don't lie to me. I know you're about to buy it. So that's going to conclude our dirty chat episode. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. So I did forget one film that I watched, uh, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy 3. Oh, how'd you like it? Oh, yeah. You know, I had avoided it because 2 didn't impress me as much as I had hoped. Mm. 3, wow, is it sentimental. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. did I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. They they really know what what strings to pull in, in well, that one. And the way they ended it, right, with the big, oh, we're breaking up the band, and then Star-Lord returns. Star- yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. Which is it? it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of surprising, considering Chris Pratt said this was his last one. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have a new Star Lord, like someone, like because again, now they've introduced the multiverse. It's a lot easier to replace an actor. Sure, but the character really had been kind of taken over by Chris Pratt. I mean, he really did. Yeah, he he anyway. was very much the face of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like his character kind of became the main one you focused him and Rocket probably. Yeah. So anyway, just I enjoyed it more than I expected it to. It was I had Great. heard. Him, I had heard some dubious report, and I understand what that report was, and it turns out I was still the audience for it anyway. So, there yeah. You go. No, my boss, she she straight up told me that she was bawling at the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, and this was before I saw it. She was like, Rolf, I was in tears. I was hysterical. I was like, oh, don't tell me that. And then I, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Well, and they do. They shamelessly tug at your heartstrings with Rocky's backstory. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my with God. Rocky's backstory. Yeah. There is zero. And then the whole, you know, the band is breaking up for 25 minutes or however long it took at the end there from the. Oh, yeah. Everyone to 
you know, and Drax and blah, blah, they, blah. They, yeah, they, they, they really wanted to drag that, that boulder and you along with it. <laughs> Phil! Phil! <laughs> so, anyway. uh, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, good chat, guys. A whole bunch of nerdy stuff. And uh, if any of those uh, items pique your interest, uh, definitely be sure to check them out. Um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, we will be concluding our Story by Nerd segment in our next episode. So that means you won't have to wait too long because we'll be here in another two weeks. But whatever the case, if you like these Nerd Chat episodes or our Story by Nerd segments, be sure to give us a like, heart, thumbs up, stars, whatever source to this podcast is, whether that is iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. But folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Story by Nerds podcast. Hey, I'm Raphael. I'm Jordan. Y'all keep thinking that comment like below. And this is... Scott, Abby, and Eric signing off. So, Scott, what is going to be the final send-off to our listeners? Star Trek musical? Sure, why not? Exactly! That's the, that, that's the, that's the proper response. Don't question it. Just smile and nod your head. Look, as far as I'm concerned, when they did that Buffy musical, 